Well, welcome everybody to Backstage Hall Pass, where we offer you an insider's view into the music industry. And on today's program, we're going to bring you a behind-the-scenes view of musical artists, uh, mixing their latest music with interviews about their musical career, and a special personal look into their influences and memories in the music industry. Backstage Hall Pass is your front row and center seat for the most diverse music from the most talented new artists. Whether your style is country, rock, pop, R&B, or blues, Backstage Hall Pass always delivers outstanding entertainment. I'm Scott Hall, your host, and joining me on today's program is one of my favorite entertainers to see when I'm out and about in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, Nashville recording artist Chris Kemp. Welcome to Backstage Hall Pass, Chris. How you doing? Hey, hey, pretty good, Scott. Nice to be uh, hearing from you. Good where, to hear. where are you right now? Well, I'm in Ohio right now, so uh, good to hear from you on the program here. I'm not down there in sunny Florida. been a little rainy where I am, but uh, we're, we're making through here. Hey, I do want to say to everybody listening in today, we're talking to Chris, and we're going to touch on his uh, Midwest tour here in just a little bit, but he's traveling across the uh, country. He's actually in a vehicle right now. got some time to talk to us on a uh, hands-free device, so if you hear a little uh, noise in the background, that's what's happening here. Uh, Chris, I do want to say, uh, you know, you come from New York, and you play Fort Myers Beach, Florida. What What's up with that? What brought you there? Well, originally, it was the sunshine. Uh, my parents Back in, I think, 2009, they bought a place, and it was kind of my getaway when I was in college, and I thought, hey, maybe this is a good spot for me to go try my music, and turns out I, I got to move down there, buy my own house, and now I'm, I'm based out of Fort Myers, Florida. That's superb. Can't be in any better place there for the weather, that's for sure. And, you know, you're you're fairly young, uh, obviously, and uh, when did you start playing music? When did you kind of get into the music industry itself? Well, those are those are two different questions, only because I started playing music at about age three, started playing piano with my brother, and then I started singing at God knows what age, because I guess if you can speak, you can sing, And but I started playing professionally uh, at about age 19, doing gigs for a living. Uh, in the meantime, I was working at a grocery store to get me through college, and I'd have a gig from time to time, and once I moved to Florida, that was that was it. I, I haven't worked a single job since other than playing music, and it's just been a true blessing. And you're certainly busy when you're down there in Florida, I know. You're uh, you're hitting the, uh, the spots on the beach quite often, and, and that in itself is an amazing place to play because you just see so many people from all over the world uh, there. It's, it's kind of amazing to me, the, the demographic there in Fort Myers Beach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just... Just a few months ago, I got the chance to, to meet a family from Switzerland who uh, they've actually just booked me for, for a show over there coming up in August. So that'll be that'll be a long walk. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like a great time and it uh, just shows the uh, power of your music. And, you know, you're, you're a crowd pleaser. And uh, like I said, we're going to get into that in the second half of the show today. But uh, while we're talking music with you. Who do you think uh, your greatest musical influences are? I'm anxious to hear your answer for this one. Oh, man. There are two ways that I look at it. Style and voice. And one of my favorite voices in country music uh, has to be Chris Young. He just he, he has that quality to his voice that is old school, but he can sing about anything. I mean, he can sing the phone book, for, for goodness sake. Uh, he's probably my favorite newer voice. Favorite old school voice has to be Keith Whitley. 
and I think the style and the lyrics of old school country, 70s and 80s, and even 90s, I think, has a really good message that they try to send to people. It just tells a story without without being too twangy. And I, I even like a lot of the twangy stuff, too. Do I sing a lot of it? Not necessarily the twangy style, but it's the stories they tell are just out of this world, and I think we need a little more of that. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of Keith Whitley also uh, taken away from us way too soon there because he was a certain uh, talent and a force to be reckoned with in the music industry for sure. And, Absolutely. you know, is is there somebody out there you just totally admire that if you could open for somebody out there uh, while you're coming up in your career here, who would it be? Well, chances of it happening are slim to none because he doesn't play live anymore uh, out in the country, but George Strait is hands down my favorite artist uh, as a whole. I just admire his music. I admire his his sense of just being a human in general. He's just such a gentleman and he has the utmost respect for himself, for his family, and for his fans. Yeah, absolutely. And he's definitely a family man I would love to meet someday. And if, if I could open up for him or heck even play a show with him, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be outstanding. <laughs> Well, you know, let's go let's go back in time just a minute. We were talking about your musical influences there. When you first picked up the guitar and you play guitar very well and uh, you picked up the guitar you. and uh, you started uh, to play and sing. Do you remember or recall the first tune that you learned when you were doing that? I always like to ask people that. Let me think. I I remember my dad came home one day and I had just started showing interest in a guitar and I was dating a girl freshman year in high school who owned a guitar and I thought it'd be really cool to to learn how to play you know for myself and it's just something to do to keep me out of trouble and I never was much of a troublemaker I was always an athlete in school but I thought hey it'd be really cool to learn how to play guitar I've already got piano down so let's see how easy this is and it came a little more naturally to me than I thought it would and it didn't take very long to to, to grow my skills. But I think the first song that I learned um, had to have been on electric guitar. And I, my dad came home one day. He said, hey, I, my friend won this in a contest. And it was a limited edition, uh, Sobe, Les Paul. And I learned how to play Green Day's Time of Your Life, which actually wound up being my graduation song. And I, I played it for my school at graduation with a good buddy of mine. Well, that's that's a great story, and uh, you know, I bet that was a hit at the uh, graduation. I mean, I can imagine the your classmates and uh, the time that that was out that very popular tune, and uh, I'm sure they loved that and loved your talent uh, back then in high school. Well, I, I'd like to think so, but then I look back at myself from coming. I think it's eight years ago now, twenty five, uh, eight years ago, and I think, man, did I really sound like that? And did people actually enjoy that? But that's what growing is, you know? Yeah, well, it's kind of funny that way, though. I, there's a song out, uh, an artist I got to see uh, not too long ago, uh, Ashley McBride. And if you're familiar with Ashley, she's an up-and-comer on the uh, Nashville scene. And uh, she wrote a song going back. Uh, they asked her to do a song at her high school reunion, and it was just flat hilarious. If you get a chance out there, folks, listen to Ashley's uh, song about that because uh, it talks about how she was kind of treated in high school versus now that she's uh, – a rising star in the music industry, so it's funny how you evolve over over time. Uh, you know, 
you write your own songs. I know that. Tell tell everybody out there that's listening about your you know your writing and what are your songs about, Chris? What what kind of things are you trying to write into your music? Uh, well, there's a reason that I only have a handful of songs that I've written because I I try to write quality over quantity and and it depends on who you're talking to. Some people could say just write what you're thinking. It doesn't matter if it's a good song. And some people can say, if it's not good, why keep it? And I'm one of those people. Um, but I, I've i been writing for about five years, about four years. Let's change that to four years. And with a, with a good friend of mine from college, Zach, we used to play together as a duo. And we just started writing. And we, we both grew up in a small town of, you know, 40 kids a class, six, no more than 6,000 per town. And it... It just seemed like it would flow. I mean, we, we wrote songs anywhere from kind of telling people that it's okay to not be a cowboy if you're, if you're living out in the country, because that's not what country's all about, to talking about the working man and what he does with his hands. And it, it really, they're just songs about me and my friends and, and the experiences that I've had in life. And your songs are out there and available right now on like iTunes, things like that, correct? I've got a couple on iTunes, yep. And I'll be re-recording the vocals to my EP, in which that case I will be releasing the whole thing to iTunes. Great. Sounds great. And uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, too, how people can find you and uh, stay up to date on your music. And, uh, you know, one last question before we uh, take a break here. Uh, how do you describe your music to people? I mean, what what is Chris Kemp music? Oh man! Throwing the tough ones at you. The what kind of music is is my personal music, or is it uh, what kind of music do I perform live? I mean, I'm, we may have to edit part of that out. But no, that's all right. Uh, well, let's let's talk about let's talk about first of all your live performance because you do a lot of covers and things like that, which please the crowd. And sure. uh, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, wh- how would you describe your show to people? energy uh if i if i have people who are willing to listen i'm going to put on a performance and nothing is staged nothing is planned um it it is a raw performance that if i can entertain you guys and make you laugh i will do it i will i will come up with things on the spot that even i never thought i could come up with and it it surprises myself as much as it does people who are listening yeah, that's, uh, that I I couldn't have said that any better. Uh, you know the energy that you have there, Chris, and and thanks so much for saying that because your shows are outstanding. The one year old, I thank you very much. I mean, it, there's there's no age limit to what what shows and what venues I'll play. I mean, if I can play for a family friendly venue, I will because I just enjoy playing for everybody, and I want everybody to be able to walk away saying that guy was good. And if they can remember my name and the time, that's even better. And that's the cool thing, uh, I think, that's the cool thing on Fort Myers Beach is the uh, ability to play to families there that are there on vacation and that kind of thing, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It's really important. If I have my choice, um, I will I will play at a family-friendly venue before I play at a 21-plus, only because I, I want to give off that impression that I, I really do want to play for everybody, not just not just a certain demographic of people. Um, and I've even given conditions to certain venues. I'd say if you allow 
people under 21 to show up, I will play there. Well, that's a good thing. And, uh, yeah, like I said, family-friendly is definitely uh, in your wheelhouse. Uh, so let's go to your music then. Let's go to the Chris Kemp writing and Chris Kemp recordings. Uh, sure. How do you describe that to most people? Uh, if you like just stories about people's lives and a lot of the folks in the Midwest and basically just out in the country, they can really relate to a lot of the stuff that I write, and that's what's important to me. Uh, if they never become hits, which, knock on wood, it'd be cool if one of them did someday. But if they never become hits, I just want people to be able to relate to it and say, that song is about me. And that that means more to me than than making a million dollars on a song. Well, as far as we're concerned here, they're all hits. They just may not have made it yet, and they may. You know, I mean, you've got some great stuff out there. And you, you talked about your buddy Zach, Zach Smith, right? Is that who wrote with you? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you guys wrote A Little More Country. And uh, give me a real quick background into A Little More Country, and we're going to take a short break after that, and uh, we'll we'll come in with a few minutes of A Little More Country for the folks to listen to here today. So give me that background. Well, A Little More Country was a song that he and I actually started to write while in Florida, and I just started, I came up with a, with a guitar riff, and the first line, we grew our food from the ground where we were raised, and that just kind of sets the tone for the whole song. And we said, man, what, what do we need? You know, what, what is this song about? We need to write, we need to talk about more country and what, what makes country country. And, uh, that's what, that's where the song came from. You know, we talked about just picking on your back porch, uh, drinking some of your grandma's homemade wine. And, and I think a lot of people in the country have experienced that, in some dimension, whether it's a friend of theirs who, who lives on a farm or something to that effect. And I think it really hits a lot of people. That, that seems to be my most requested uh, original song. And I played last night in Minnesota, and my friend Jessica, whom I met in Florida, she actually played with me last night, and she knew every word of that song. So she was singing along with me, and it was just amazing that that she would... In a, I guess in a Netflix term, uh, binge listen to that to the EP, let alone that song. And now she was who you were doing uh, the live uh, live Facebook Live the other night with, right? From the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and, the one. And folks, we've got that featured on our Facebook page at uh, Hall Around Town Radio uh, on Facebook. So uh, if you want to see Chris's video there, uh, it is featured on there and. Uh, I captioned that Chris from the couch to the concert hall because uh, uh, you know you guys uh, you guys did a great job with that and, and just playing to the people asking uh, things on Facebook Live for you to play. I thought that was fun. Well, I have a lot of fun doing it, really. All right, so you know we're we're going to listen right now, folks, to a little more country here. We're going to lead into that, and uh, as we bring you that song from Chris Kemp, if you haven't heard his music, take a listen here, and we'll talk about how those songs are available a little later in the program. So uh, we're uh, coming to you live uh, from the band bus out there. Chris is uh, riding around in the Midwest, uh, heading to a next tour date. And we will uh, talk to him in just a moment after a few messages here. Thanks for listening to the Backstage Hall Pets. We grow our food from the ground where we were raised. We don't say a lot, but we mean what we say. We give a hand to a friend when they're in need. Cause I know 
McGraw. One of the great things about music is how it brings people together. Kids like to hang out, listen to music, and talk about what's hot and what's not on the music scene. And playing instruments and singing provides a way for young people to get together and interact in a cooperative and respectful way. Kids who play in school ensembles understand that every part has to work together for the result to be the magical art called music. Your local school music programs provide a golden opportunity for your child to experience the rewards of learning music. Why not pay a visit to the music teacher to find out what's going on? Get your kids involved with school music. Well, welcome back to Backstage Hall Pass, everyone. On the program today, we've been talking with our friend Chris Kemp about his music influences and style, and now uh, we're going to discuss uh, kind of his following out there. So, so Chris, tell me, how do you describe a Chris Kemp fan? Oh, man, a Chris Kemp fan, anywhere, I think I said this earlier, anywhere from age 2 to 92, I mean 2 to 102, I meet the nicest people, and I, I don't seem to attract the the kind of person who gets violent in any sort of show. I just I, I'd rather attract a family crowd who can they can all walk away remembering who I am and saying, "Man, we had a really good time at his show." Definitely go follow him on social media so we can go see him again sometime. And I think that that to me is what a fan is. And I have befriended a lot of my fans because of that, because they're so nice that I get to go visit them while I travel the country. Yeah, that your your fans, uh, the family there is just amazing. Uh, when you bring the family in, I I think that's amazing, and and how they all interact with you, and you interact with them. And folks, if you haven't seen a Chris Kemp show, I encourage you if you're out and about and uh, you find Chris Kemp, especially if you're in the Fort Myers Beach, Florida area, stop and see one of his shows because you'll be amazed at the crowd interaction and how he he plays that crowd all night long. And and those people walk away with a smile on their face, Chris. And that's very, that's a good thing to do when you're out there, isn't it? Well, I appreciate that, and, you know, I mean, a couple of drinks might help every now and then, but even the kids walk away with a smile on their face, and that makes me happy. Yeah. What's that line you use? The more they drink, the better you sound, or something like that, I've heard you oh, say. Oh, yeah. absolutely true, yeah. But they, uh, you know, you're sounding good out there in any of those places you're playing. You know, there's food in the venues, those kind of things. So everybody's there to stay for a little bit. And that's the nice thing, too. They're not just stopping in and catching one song and gone. You know, they uh, actually spend an evening with Chris Kemp. And if you get a chance, like I said, out there, everybody, go see Chris. And, you know, Chris is on a tour right now across the Midwest. And uh, I had a great chance to catch up with him at uh, his show at the Tin Roof in Cincinnati. And uh, I was amazed you know, there were probably in this small venue 60 to 70 people, I would say, that came to see you because they had seen you before in Fort Myers Beach. And 
right. you know, you said, how many of you are from Florida? And it's all these snowbird folks, we call them, that you know, they go to Florida in the winter, come up to Ohio and places in the uh, summer. And I, it just amazed me. I mean, the power of social media. You threw that out on Facebook and said, hey, I'm going to appear here. And look, you get 60 or 70 fans there. That's amazing. That was that was really cool. I mean, the, the bar only holds about 100. And the bar was full. Uh, you know, like you said, about three quarters full of people who have met me before. And I never set foot in Cincinnati before. So the fact that everybody knew me, it was just so cool. It was It was the most humbling feeling ever. Well, and I sat there and I said... Chris is having a night. He's having a good night tonight because, you know, there there's nights, and, you know, everybody that plays out knows. There's nights that are on, nights that are off. And uh, the crowd's on or the crowd's off. That crowd was on. I mean, they were on that night. And, you know, I you, you could have sang the phone book, too, that night, and uh, they would have just loved it because you were uh, you were on your game, certainly. Well, I appreciate that. It's nice to hear from, from an outsider. Well, you know, how about uh, how about thinking back in your life here, and maybe it's m- most recent. Uh, what's uh, kind of one of your fondest musical memories playing out? Uh, you know, and in, in maybe it's your your playing in your hometown or playing in Fort Myers Beach. What you know? What do you think? It's got to be a tie between playing in a in a venue in my hometown. And it's a it's a big amphitheater now, and it draws a lot of people, and, and most people I haven't even met, but some people have seen me before. That's up in the town of Fort Ann, New York. And then between that and, and a couple years back, I got to open for, for Rodney Atkins when I was in the duo. That was just the coolest, you know, playing for about 6,000 people uh, in South Florida. Those are both pretty pretty awesome memories that I won't forget. All right, Chris. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about everything that's going on in your life, but what are your immediate musical career goals? Uh, you know, you've made a career out of this, so what are your, your plans right now? Well, my plan is to keep writing music, and if somebody along the line decides that they want to cut one of my songs, uh, that's humbling enough to me, but I would like to make it where I, I am under a management contract and get to travel and play my own music for a living, nothing but my own music you know, play for an hour or so a night and open up for some bigger names. And I'm not sure that I want to be as big as Luke Bryan for the sake of having my sanity and having my privacy, but I'd like to be able to go to cities I've never been to and and have at least half the crowd know who I am. And I think that'd be a pretty satisfying uh, goal. Pretty, pretty lofty goal, but good. I, I think that's, uh, you know, that, and that's what you can hope for out there. And like I said, I've seen a lot of acts on the road and they, you know, when the openers come out, they're they're pitching their songs, and you can tell when they're liked by the crowd because that crowd really gets in tune to those people. If they're not liked by the crowd or they don't not familiar with them, oftentimes uh, that's when everybody's getting settled in their seats and so on for the big act. And it's unfortunate for those uh, young uh, aspiring artists that they uh, don't get the look sometimes that they deserve, and you certainly deserve a, a look. And uh, we're we're proud to know you here, Chris. And uh, what you're doing out there is fantastic. And I, I admire also, uh, you know, your your future goals. And you know, in a few years, like you said, you you see yourself migrating up and uh, opening for people and all that. And you know, what would happen? And what do you think would happen if somebody grabbed one of your written songs and took it and uh, said, "We want to record that song. We think it's great." I mean, what what do you feel about that? That sure. I mean, if they can, they can make it some sort of hit and make it well known. Then I can, I can look back and say, hey, I wrote that. You know, it. That's that's as simple as I want to make it. I mean, if I make a career as just a songwriter, sure. Let's, whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. But I, I would like to be the one who performs them for a living and 
like a lot of these other writers out there, they started off as songwriters and they wrote hits for other people and, and now they get to perform them as well and, and they're well known already. And the secret's out that this guy performing it right now wrote it and I think it makes them that more respected when when they get to play them out live for crowds. Well, you know, uh, we've we've got a following here of some uh, we've got some Nashville music producers out there. So if you're listening to the show today, guys, and you're producing music in Nashville, invite Chris up uh, to come play for you because uh, he's he's a rising star in the country music industry as well. So you know, get get up there and uh, get get Chris involved because I think you'll uh, be very happy when you hear his music and and so on. Now, Chris, uh, on the tracks of your CD and your EP, as you call it, uh, there. Uh, there is a song on there called These Hands, and that one uh, is my personal favorite uh, other than uh, a little little more country. And Now, These Hands tells a really good story, and there's a backstory to that, I think, right? And uh, maybe you can tell the, the crowd a little bit about that backstory. There is. Well, I, I grew up with a guy ever since I was about freshman in high school by the name of, uh, by the name of Mike Alexander, he joined our services, uh, which, by the way, if we have anybody out there listening in the services, thank you very much for all you guys have done. Uh, because of you guys, it allows me to do what I do as an artist, and you're more appreciative than you all know. So my friend Mike joined the services right after high school, and just the lifestyle that he lived is translated into this song, These Hands. And I dedicated this to him about his wife and his son, and he now has that baby girl that you're going to hear about if you guys listen to this song. And uh, I think he about cried when he first heard it because I didn't tell him too much about it until it was recorded. And I said, have a listen to this. I wrote the song for you. And it was pretty cool to get a call back as soon as he listened to it. As, and he thanked me. And so that song was about him. That's perfect. And, and we're going to hear that song coming up here in just a minute. And uh, you guys get a chance to hear a little taste of that. Uh, Chris, next stop on the tour is where? I will be playing in uh, the Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. So hopefully the rain holds off and hopefully I see a lot of people I I get to get to meet and hopefully they know some of my music as well. Well, you know, if somebody wants to come see you and get dates and times where you're going to be, tell them how they can find you out there on social media, Chris. Well, the last name is spelled K-E-M-P, and you can find me on social media simply by typing in Chris Kemp under the pages section, or if you just type all one word, uh, Chris Kemp Country, that should be the only one that pops up. He's a, a guy with a guitar in his hand. If, if it looks like me, it probably is. And if there's any uh, any imposters out there making a page of mine, I recommend following them too because they obviously have a lot of time on their hands to do something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we'll also have uh, in the show notes of our show today, guys, a, a link to Chris's social media accounts there so you can click on that and it'll take you right to Chris Kemp Country uh, there if you want to see that. And you're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it, right? Absolutely. My Snapchat is under Chris Kemp Music. That's the only one that's different. Uh, my Facebook, I do a lot of impromptu live shows, whether it's from my couch or from the city that I'm playing in. But if people can't get to the show because it might be on a Wednesday or something and they're 600 miles away, I can't say I blame them because they, they have jobs too. And so I, I tune into a lot of live live Facebook shows. So if you guys can catch that, that's, that's even better. All right, folks. Uh, thank you, Chris. And, you know, Chris Kemp, 
play in one of the most beautiful places on our planet, Fort Myers Beach. Uh, if you get a chance to see him down there and playing right now across the Midwest, taking his little bit of a uh, summer tour here. And Chris, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program today. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for keeping me uh, keeping me alive in the drive. Hey, we are going to do that, and we're going to continue to support Chris Kemp and his music out there here on Backstage Hall Pass. Now, guys, we're going to leave you today uh, with a few things, and this is what we're going to tell you. Number one, if you want your music featured on Backstage Hall Pass, all you have to do is drop us an email at info at hallaroundtownradio.com and we'll take a look at you and see if we can uh, get you on the air with us here and talk about your music. And uh, just like we did with Chris today, we're telling that backstory of musical artists, their influences and what drives them to do what they do, working hard as aspiring artists to move up the charts and become big name artists, hopefully out there in the USA. So uh, Chris, thanks for that shout out to the military as well. Uh, we, we like to support our military folks and uh, what you said, I can't say any better. So uh, thanks for doing that today as well. Hey, thank you, Scott. Thank you everybody for having a listen. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, we're going to leave you today with These Hands, Chris Kemp Music. And if you want to find him, you can find his music on iTunes, all kinds of places out there. Look him up on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and so on. And we'll have those links in our show notes. Thanks for listening today to Backstage Hall Pass. I'm Scott Hall, your host, and we'll see you next time right here. I ain't rich, but I ain't poor. Got so much to be thankful for. The food's on the table. Bills are paid, got a wife and a son, a baby girl.